We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's, uh, I mean, I, I think it could be a really good day to be a Yankee fan, un- unless you're a big fan of Miguel Andujar, or if you're like Roger Maris Jr., because the gravy train is running dry. It's crazy how this judge thing has basically turned the actual games and the results of the games into a sideshow. It, it's wild. Like, you had people... There were Yankee fans at the game on Saturday rooting for the Red Sox to tie the game so the judge would get another bat. I've never seen anything like this. A September. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because Yankee fans are fucking awful. <laughs> like. I mean, we're talking about this isn't even a record. This is this is a team record. It's not the major league record. I don't care about the American League record versus the National League record or any of that shit. Like at the end of the day, he's going to be in third place in home runs in a single season. Nope. Maybe. Maybe. Might be in fourth place. Sammy Sosa's at 66 before. Yeah, so it's Bonds at 73, Big Mac at 70, and Sosa at 66. I'm in between. I'm not as crazed on it as the people that are rooting for us to lose because of it, but I, I probably think it's a little bit more significant than you because I do I do think it means something to have the clean record. And we don't need to like – this is a whole nother rabbit hole, but I do yeah. think it would be pretty cool. And it's a clean record for now. I'm not saying he's on anything, but like, you know, the Astros weren't cheating. Like, I just I don't trust anyone like at all, especially when it comes to signing these guaranteed contracts for hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, yeah, I think it's cool. But the idea that and I don't care what place they're in, that we are playing the Red Sox in September and there are people actively saying, I hope they tie this game. So a guy gets another at bat when we don't have the division clinched is insanity to me. Blasphemy. And it's selfish. Like, oh, well, I want to be there when he does it. Fuck you. We're trying to win a World Series. That's here. The thing. All these people with their fucking phones out every pitch. I had tweeted like how many collective hours of cell phone footage is being deleted from people just going to get it. like if you didn't know 
they're actually showing the game <laughs> on television. They're doing it in some places in 4K, and um, they're not using iPhones. They're using, like, real cameras. And that's something that I've actually tried to be conscious of because I'll find myself getting the games and wanting to take pictures or Snapchats and videos. So now I've limited to myself. Like, I'll take one you know, check in when I get there, but I don't like being on my phone during the game. And I certainly would not want to be holding my phone up for a historic moment. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. I mean, in like trying to make content, I've obviously missed a lot of things in like filming stuff or whatever, trying to get tweets off. But like, if you're not doing that, if so you could sh- all these people, it's 10 that like there's 50,000 people in the stadium. So it's probably closer to half have their like phone out. So you've got, 25,000 people taking video of the Macy's fire or what, whoever does it fireworks on the 4th of July while it's also on channel 11. Like we all are seeing the same thing. And there's going to be a million highlight videos with music or different angle videos. You'll get a million of these videos, enough content as you want. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. And I do think not to make excuses, but it's gotta be eerie for him. That's the dead silence in the cell phones. Like that's something we haven't seen before either. I mean, I think there's a reason that when guys get to milestones like this, like they tend to, they tend to slump a little bit. You know, obviously yeah. Jeter got his 3000 hits like, you know, in, in one game, but like leading up to that or like going to break Gehrig's like record, you know, you hit these, these slumps because there's so much on the moment. And, like, I want him to hit the home run just so we could go back to p- playing baseball so like, he could focus on the postseason. Like, I'm glad it's not the last week of the season. Me too, and I'm glad you brought up Jeter because that's the only thing that I can really compare this to. So 2009, I was actually at the game where he passed Garrick, um, okay. 2,722, which, which was awesome. But then I remember vividly in 2011 when he was going for 3,000. It was a similar thing. Like the homestand was ending. There was a rain out and it got to Saturday. I had tickets to the rain out. That Friday? Wow. There was – I came up from Philly and they used to run from South Street Seaport. And I think it also stopped at like down by the uh, Staten Island Ferry. Um, a, a ferry that went up to the Bronx and dropped you off like where – like across the street from the stadium. Yeah, it was a little bit of a walk. But it was like a dollar to reserve your spot or his first come, first serve, and they had $3 beers. Like, it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, we were on the ferry, and they canceled the game. And that was before, like, you know, like, Twitter wasn't what it is. You know, we're talking 11 years ago or whatever it is. So you had to really be, like, hunting to get that information. I think I had told someone, like, yo, if you find out it's canceled, like, text me. And I found out on the ferry, and we got off at – it was South Street Seaport and then like in the 30s or in the 50s, there's a stop and it stops to pick up more people and we just got off. That's brutal. I have some brutal canceled game stories driving to Philly, getting there and then basically turning right around. But, yeah, no, it feels so similar because like nobody is going to these games to watch the Yankees play. They're going to watch Judge hit a homer. And that's exactly what they were doing with Derek. Like I remember when Derek was going for 3000, the actual games were an afterthought. It was July the Yank, I'm, you know, we were in first place, I'm sure, going to cruise to the division. Like everybody was focused on one individual. And these are two guys that I mean, I know Derek was like this. I'm pretty sure that Judge was like this. They really only care about winning. And I think it's got to be uncomfortable for him. All the spotlight. Like I just see a lot of similarities from Jeter chasing 3000 10 years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like it, it, it's a distraction. Um, and as someone who just wants to win the World Series, like I want him to get the record, but like I, and I think you know from his 62nd home run to whatever he hits after that is going to be much more relaxed than this. Like I remember when Mark McGuire hit 62. It was the night before. It was the last day of like summer break. Okay, so like around Labor Day? I think it was like, yeah, like school started the next day. The wow. year that it hit 70. Um, and like that was really cool. And then after that, it was like kind of whatever until it was like, well, as he got to like 70, then it was like, oh, okay. So it's going to go up like a whole, you know, a different set of 10. Yeah, and at this point, I doubt he even passes Sosa. Like I see him finishing, you know, 63, 64. If somebody put a gun to my head. Because like once he hit 62 – Get him. He needs some days off. Dude, he has played. I I, I legitimately this can't remember. This is 47 remember. straight starts. So okay. So all right. So he had to have. He's rested at least once after the All Star game, though. H- had to have. I guess. Yeah. Maybe once. But yeah, it's been crazy. He needs to get. Like he needs two of those Texas days off. I want to give him a day off in this series on the turf. The Blue Jays series. Yeah. I don't really, you know, we're coming down to it. We're going to clinch the bye. But let me ask you a question. So when Jeter was going for 3,000, you know, they'd ask him about it and he would deny that he was thinking about it. He would deny, you know, it's just another game. Yeah. Just trying to help the team win. As soon as he hit 3,000, he admitted that that was bullshit and that it felt different. Judge is doing the same thing. Do you think after Judge hit 62, he'll admit that he's thinking about it? Or do you think he'll be a tough guy? And be like, No, never crossed my mind. No, he'll he'll say something classy like, you know, I knew it was out there. You can't ignore it the way the fans have been out to support, you know, to support okay. for it. But, you know, the main thing is that they're supporting the team. And now, like, we can really focus on the postseason. We got, you know, hey, Carp's walking around with no da da da. And he'll just do something like that because Jeter was like, yeah, no, I'm not thinking about it. While at the same time actively filming a documentary about it. Right, right, right. I and forgot later, about that. Later find out he was surrounded by cameras <laughs> for HBO all the time. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I mean, he's going to do it this week. My, gun to my head. I think he hits one. I think he hits one in Toronto, one of these three games. And then I really think he wants to get 62 at home. And I think he will do so against the Orioles this weekend, if I had to guess. Like, let's say he hits a, a home run tonight. And the Yankees win and they clinch. He shouldn't play again in Toronto. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. I would have given him off tonight. I know it's probably an unpopular opinion. He wants to be out there to clinch. He wants to clinch. Okay. That's fair. I think he cares. I will say if he had to like gun to his head, lie detector test, why do you want to be in the lineup tonight? It's to clinch. It's not to hit the home run, which is fair. And he does deserve to be on the field yeah. to clinch, Ca- carried the carry the team. The the uh, MVP talk is done. The Otani people, it seems like there's only a few of them left. Stragglers yeah. judges minus 15,000 on Caesars to win it. So so that'll be cool. Um, Want to talk about the rotation, though. Garrett Cole has not pitched well. No. And Boone, I don't know if you caught this. Boone was on the show podcast with like Joel Sherman and John Heyman. I listened to it for a little bit. And he had this half-assed roundabout excuse and basically said, you know, his fastball is so good that, you know, guys are hunting slug and, you know, they're they're cheating on it and hitting home runs off it because his other pitches are so – it made no sense. It was just a typical Boone, nothing answer. And he is pitching well for most of these games, but then he's allowing three-run home runs – 
in every single game. Like, fix it. I grew up with a kid, Tim Murphy. We were all really competitive, like athletically, academically, like when we were real young. And then if he got, if he didn't get like the highest test score, like let's say whatever, I got a 95 and he got a 93. Or if for some reason he got like a a 70 or whatever, he would say it's because I I studied too much. I (laughs) the the overstudy. I studied too much. And I remember like teachers would be like, all right, well, that's not a thing. That's not how anything works so to just go like his fastball is just so good that guys have no choice but to hit it um is is i mean like at this point you just say like i don't know we have like 70 more years on his contract and like he's a professional pitcher and he's been he's our ace and he's been an ace and like where he's gonna work through it you know he's got an off you know there's nothing we can do about it right now between now and the end of the season. There are things he can do in the off season, but can't do them now. Yeah. It's just irritating because he looked like 90% of the batters of a game. He does look dominant. Like he'll go six inning. He'll be, you know, five and a third allowed one run. He has 10 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, 12 strikeouts. And then he makes a terrible pitch and allows a three run homer. And the line looks like shit. Like I do understand what Boone's saying to an extent, like most of the pitches and most of the batters, like they're good at bats for him. Like he's mowing them down, but he's just every single game. He's making backbreaking mistakes with runners on. Like they're not solo homers. They're always two, three run bombs. Well, it, it always comes in bunches. Like the only time it's a solo home run is if no one has gone on base yet in the first inning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and it's kind of, I used to say it about Jordan Montgomery. Like he was going to give up four runs in an inning. It was just, is it going to be the first or is it going to be the eighth? It's going to be the fourth. You just got to figure out when to get him out there before it happens. But like with Cole, I mean, I've said it again and again, and I'm not John boy. So I'm not going through videos. I don't have that skill set. And I think if it was actually happening, someone like him would have already done it. But it just feels like he's given something away. Like just the way it comes in those bunches. It's like he but I think someone would have exposed it already. Like someone who's watching the games. And they're all fastball. Like all these home runs are coming on on 99 mile an hour fastballs. I don't know if he needs to throw more off speed pitches, but I've also seen him, you know, get burned on, on some change ups and some hanging curveballs too. It's it's just he's just a tick below that dominant. He also seems demeanor wise does not seem the same as 2018, 2019 with the Astros and then 2020, even last year with us. Like he looks a little bit more defeated, I guess, out there. There is, I, I could see what you're saying, where it was like, all right, so he came in, he was coming in for 20. Yeah. And he's coming in, and we just lost to the Astros in the World Series, and we really, pitching ran out on us like a bunch of times. So he's going to come in, and we're going to win the World Series. And we did it. But it was COVID. So it's, you know, it's a little different. So 2021 is when he gets to really do it. And not only did we not do it, but he got shelled in a playoff game. And then people have fallen in love with Nestor. He's been, you know, a lot of fun. And so the, like, the window of, like, always a fan comes home and brings us a championship. Like, if we win the World Series, he's a part of a championship team. He is a champion. But he didn't come and win us a championship. 
Well, that's to be determined. I mean, in 2020, he pitched people kind of forget, like you said, it was the COVID year. He pitched really well in the playoffs. He shut down the Indians and he had two good starts against the Rays. So if they would have won that year, then he could. But, you know, I see what you're saying. Like, there's just like it's just not quite the same shine. Yeah, no, I, it, it's weird. It's it's see, he just seems like he's lost that invincible superpower mode that he like you want, like put on not to torture yourself. But if you watch highlights of the game that he beat us in the 2019 ALCS, I think it was seven shutout. Looks like a completely different guy than the guy we're seeing right now. Should we let him grow his beard? <laughs> <laughs> and Montas, the prized acquisition from Cash God, had a clean MRI, but isn't sure if he's going to come back and pitch. I mean, what what the fuck is going on there? Yeah, have no idea what is going on. <laughs> like, have no idea. We just keep winning games. Like, I mean, we've won seven in a row. We haven't lost the game since the last time we spoke. And I also have no idea what's going on. You know? Dude, there's some weird things. There's like, oh, are we going to DFA Chapman? Like, there's some weird rumors going around, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, I mean... I don't know. Like, what? Who? Why would we DFA Chapman? Who's? I think they might rather have me get guy guy like Miguel Castro if he comes back from okay. the IL. Like, just for spots. Like, if if the guy's making pitches and the ball's hitting the backstop and the contract's up anyway, it's, yeah, I do yeah. see that. Like, no, fucking, I understand you know? that. I just I hadn't seen a name. Uh, okay, to yeah, I think it would be I think it'd be for Castro, and especially now that Britain's back, Efros is back, and I think Wandy's going to be back by the end of the season. So I think Chapman would be the odd man out. I mean. You can't trust him. They're, at this point, he's not seeing the playoff roster anyway. Would you bring him into a playoff game? No, because it is like he can't give you he can't give you length. Even if you're just like we're down two and we'd love someone to go eat up two innings, he can't do that. Um, yeah, no, he really he provides like no value on top of um, like uh, on top of the idea that. He can. He's not selfish. Like, he's just a selfish guy. Like, he's not really a part of the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really don't see it. I mean, they had they had Efros close on Saturday. I. It, it's weird. I feel like as Yankee fans, we're very used to okay. Whether it, all right, we have Andrew Miller pitching this inning. We have Chapman pitching this inning. We have Dellen this inning. Chad Green this inning. And now we're going into a playoff and we have no idea who's pitching what inning. Like usually we have defined roles in the bullpen. This is the first season that I can ever remember where it's just a clusterfuck out there. We have no defined roles. And it's like the first time in a while that and like, listen, Cabrera has hit some home runs. He's made some great plays. He's not, you know, he hasn't been like a killer in the lineup. He, he brings great energy, though. And. A lot of times teams that win, though, like teams that win in the World Series have they just have like that young spark of energy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You kind of look for those things of like, well, we don't know who this guy is. We haven't had that happen in a while. Um, Guys are kind of shifting all over the place. We may have, uh, you know, Carpenter coming back or I haven't heard anything about Benintendi. Stitch is Uh, coming out this week per Joel Sherman for Benintendi. in general, like we're going into the playoffs with like who even like we have no idea who the roster is. DJ, it's, complete mystery. Yeah. It's not like who's the last guy on the roster. Are they going to carry Tim LaCastro or Miguel Castro? That's it. A total, which is what I thought the conversation would be 
when this season started. We're talking about the last spot on there. Do we go with another arm? Do we go with another bat or legs or whatever versus crapshoot? Well, it's so different, right? I mean, the first half of the season, everybody was healthy. Stan was playing the outfield, and now Stan's been ruled out of the field, and now you have questions in the outfield with Carpenter and Benintendi, and then a big question mark in the infield with DJ. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there are seven different lineups that could be out there for game one of the ALDS, depending on who's available. Yeah. Yeah, it has nothing even to do with production. There's, like, the who's healthy and then, like, who's who's production. Yeah, it's, like, it's going to be weird. It's going to be wild. It's it's I have no idea. I mean, pitching wise, you got to think they're going to go Cole, Nestor, Seve. And I don't know. Game four, like, do you go bullpen game? Do you give Tyone that shot? They've never given him a playoff start before. I know they only had the one game last year. Do you think Tyone gets a gets a playoff shot? I can't figure out how they actually feel about him, to be honest. I can't figure out. Anything about I worry about getting my heart set on a rotation because who knows what's going to happen with some of these fucking guys. Like I know that Cole's starting game one. I know that regardless of what happens, if he's healthy, he's starting game one. And I guess, yeah, I mean, Sevy Nestor. I think Se- I think Nestor's getting game two. He might. I think they want to go righty, lefty, righty, you know, at least. Yeah. One, I two, think three. it depends on like whatever the matchups are or like, Honestly, catering to whoever else isn't Nestor. Nestor doesn't give a shit. He'll do right, right. <laughs> game two, game three. Is it at Safeco? Is it in, you know, Guardiansville? Is it in New York? Four o'clock game, eight o'clock game. He doesn't him. Yeah, he'll come and rake the field early if you want. <laughs> He's bringing bubble gum. I think those three are locked in, though. Like, I think Cole Sevy Nestor is locked in. I think they're just figuring out what they're going to do about game four. The bullpen game never works. Like, is that ever, I don't think we've no. ever won a playoff game that we bullpen now. No, because no, that's when Boone's trying to be the smartest guy in the room, which we're not going to win. Yeah. You think about I all think that, of yeah, the decisions. You go Tyone. It's got to be Tyone. Yeah. yeah. And then bring, and then I guess you could bring Cole back game five. And remember the DS is weird because there are off days after game one and two, and then three, four, five are all in a row, which is, yeah, Weird. So it's it's going to be weird starting pitching wise. Bullpen bullpen is up in the air, as we just talked about. Really, I, I really think I mean, DJ, DJ feels like the X factor to me. If he can get that toe right and come back and bat lead off, they're a completely different team. I think he can get the toe right ish. Um, I think he can come back. I think you could pencil him in first in the lineup if you want. I do not think I mean, we're not getting hits 320. DJ LeMayhew, certainly not this year, maybe never again. Can we get 275 DJ with so a couple bombs? So who's sitting? Who's sitting at that point? Ah, yeah, I, mean, I guess I guess DJ isn't going to play if he's compromised because I guess they're going to want Donaldson at third. Glaber's been tearing it up. He's going to get second. Glaber, yeah, Glaber's yeah, tearing it up. He's not. You're right. Huge defensive liability. Donaldson's value is with his glove. His yeah. bat has still been better than, you know, he's come up with some clutch hits, especially after he had that kid. I guess DJ is kind of the odd man out now, especially with the toe. If, if he was if he was healthy and, and being DJ, I'd want him in there over both Torres and Donaldson. It's yeah. p- pick your spot. But they're going to want Donaldson's defense and Glaber. You know, I, I Glaber's yeah. got 24 home runs on the season. Uh, he's hitting 253 with an OPS of seven. Uh, 61, right? But 
in the last 15 games, he's hitting 361 with five home runs. In his last seven games, so, you know, in the last week, 375 with three home runs. I just – the streakiness just scares me, man. Like, couldn't oh, yeah. you see him going one for 12 in the DS with seven strikeouts, chasing balls in the dirt? Like, Yeah, but it's Boone's job to get him out of there at one for five or whatever it is, you know, to make that call. Yeah, no, you're right. Don- and look, Donaldson's locked in at third. Rizzo's locked in at first. Uh, sadly, IKF's locked in at short. And Torres is probably going to play second. Yeah, DJ is going to be – is going to be an I'm out. That kind of sucks, man. Like he didn't play in the wild card game last year and they lost. Now he's probably going to be maybe out for the playoffs. Like he he was such a force those first two years when he was healthy. It's just a shame. He's going to have to just cry in the pile of money he got. <laughs> you know, I guess. I mean, like yeah, it's I, unfortunate, but he deserves to win a you know to to be out there and playing based on past accomplishments, but. Not on current. No. And now, and I, I still don't think they figured out what they're going to do leadoff wise right now. They're batting judge leadoff to get him as many at bats as possible. So he can get yeah. to 62. But like, I don't know. Do you want judge leading off in the playoffs? I mean, when you have eight, not when you have seven, eight, nine in front of him, nobody is ever on base when he comes up <laughs> like ever. But, but I mean, who else are you going to bat first? One of those guys who's batting eight or nine. I kind of like Bader. Could you bat Rizzo? Could you bat Rizzo leadoff? Judge second, maybe another lefty. If Carpenter or Benintendi can get back, bat one of them third and then bat Stanton fourth. And you could still go lefty, righty, lefty, righty. I kind of like Rizzo at leadoff. He gets on base. He crowds the plate, gets hit, good at bats. Benintendi could lead off if he's back. Yeah, well, if Benintendi's back, yeah. Um you know, if Bader could string some some hits together on a more consistent basis, his speed, you know. I just think they look at Bader as a as a back of the order, bottom of the order guy. Oh yeah, I mean that's just based on his ability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean he, he is he's hitting two ninety four. If he can keep showing something like that and getting on base I think it's worth experimenting with in, you know, like in Texas. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That that's a fuck around series. That's a series where you try everything. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're going to clinch. We're going to win one of these games. We'll clinch the division. And then in my mind, it becomes like, yeah, like start experimenting with this stuff. Like see what happens. See how Bader reacts to batting first. Yeah. You got to see. And Peraz, I mean, um, Oswaldo Cabrera, He's reacted really well to getting a shot. He hit a bomb on Saturday. He's, he's starting to show some power. He's playing great defense in the outfield for a guy that started playing the outfield basically last week. Uh, he's really picked it up. He could be the star. If Ben Intendi's not back, I think he's the starting left fielder. He definitely, game is. he definitely is. I mean, he brings something to the table. Like there's a, a bit of like an, an it factor to what he's been doing. Batting first in his over his career. Bader is batting 241, batting second 298. It's only it's only 58 and 57 at bats. Like he is a six through. I mean he's an eight hitter. He's like dramatically mostly an eight hitter. But you know, I think you can experiment with it. 
I like his uh, I like his spunk out there. He's fun to have in center field. Plays with a lot of energy. He's fun to have on the team. Yeah, he's another guy who you just like. Who is this guy? Like, where did he come from? Because it wasn't just like, oh, he came at the trade deadline. Like, he showed up two months after that. And I think if you know if he would have been healthy during that trade and people could have saw him right away, I don't think Cashman would have gotten shit on like he did. Uh, you know, when Montgomery was dominating and he was in the trainer's room. Now that he's actually playing, I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm, okay. I'm okay with this. I mean, it's been a week. So, you know, the next week could be di- very different. So you never know. I mean, I just – I'd like us to get the clinch out of the way, get the 60-second home run out of the way, and then I'd really like to – you know, I, I'm sure they're looking at all the lineups and running analytics and stuff. I'd like to see – Boone put some guys out there and, and start running some plays. Yeah, and I mean, there's nowhere you really have a lot of freedom because they can't catch the Astros. They can't fall like once they clinch the division, they have the two seed. Like they, they can't move at that point for ten days. There's nowhere to go. Whether they go zero and ten or ten and zero the rest of the way, once they clinch, they're in that spot. Yeah, so that's you know it. You do get to you know you got to rush judge some days. Like I said, if they can win the night. Sit him. Sit him till he gets home. If you're going to sit him, you sit him on the turf. I mean, they're not going to sit him this weekend at Yankee Stadium, but I think Texas is turf too. So rest him one of these games. I mean, it's it has a roof, I would think. Doesn't it have to be? No, because they couldn't open the roof to get sunlight. All right, well, that was uh, – now I learned something about science. It's open like most of the time. Uh, so the grass can grow. See, we're learning about uh, photosynthesis here. Yeah, that's even like in um, like in Arizona – the football stadium, the the grass actually instead of the roof opening, the grass just slides out and it's just outside of the stadium. The grass leaves the stadium. Wow. I I always assume that every you know roofed stadium had turf. I, I learned something. Yeah, no, it's uh no they they did away with that once they could make their roofs retractable. And now pretty much every roof in baseball that like new stadium that goes up, it's retractable. There's no straight domes like the trop, really. No. Yeah, because the trop was a uh, it was built as a hockey arena. Interesting, man. I'm, le- I'm learning a lot today. The lightning used to play there. Toronto's is even retractable. You see it. It'll be sunny there. Yeah. Sometimes. But that, I believe, has to do with the climate in general uh, being Toronto that it would be tough for them to maintain grass if they made that move because it's right. cold for so long. Um, but yeah, no, they, uh, yeah, for the most part, everything is, uh, is grass, but if it's retractable and yeah, the, it used to be called the Thunderdome and the Tampa Bay lightning played there. Dude, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning so much today. The Apple TV thing ended up being nothing. Yeah. Oh, so actually, it turns out that I am wrong. They do have it's not turf. They have synthetic grass. Synthetic grass. Yeah. Hmm. So it's fake, but it's not turf. Maybe it's something it's something new and newer than remember when it went from like turf to like it's got the little rubber balls. Yeah, I, I guess there's something more than that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Yeah, but Apple TV ended up being nothing. It was a bunch of fucking people crying about having more than enough notice, (laughs) like more than enough notice. And then just being like, I don't want to sign up. It's, oh, I don't have Apple TV. Oh, okay. Well, it's free. <laughs> so you can just watch. They're letting you watch the game for free. Well, I don't want to make an account. You are uh, you have an iPhone. You're already there. Oh, uh, but then I just have to do a thing that's different. Oh, well, it, well, bars don't have it. Well, then stay home or you don't want to watch the game. Like, I don't know. At a certain point, sometimes in life, you got to make a choice. You want to watch the game? You want to go to the bar? You want to do hardly anything to be able to watch the game or you want to fucking cry on Twitter about it. <laughs> it's so true too. And the, the irony is that people, I mean, don't get me wrong. I prefer the game be on regular MLB TV, but the irony of people being like, Oh, this is terrible for growing the game for younger generations. This is how younger generations are, are going to consume the game. They don't have cable. They don't not turning on a cable yeah. box and watching the Yankees, but I bet you they have an iPhone. Like you said. Yeah. Fucking like every kid has Apple TV now. I like so yeah it's avail it was available nationally instead of just people wanted to when they fucking when the Yankees are awful in 10 years 15 years whenever it is and it's just like nobody wants to see Wade Boggs on the horse anymore <laughs> they just wanted to see this with Kay's voice on it that's all it is <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The announcers, the announcers were were terrible, but yeah, it ended Straight up straight to prison. They up. all three of them: Katie Nolan, Hunter Pence, and fucking whoever else, the, whoever the other guy was, 
straight to prison. As soon as a direct deposit hits their bank account, they should be arrested for stealing because they – I turn on the game late and they just like – they weren't talking. There was nothing – it is as if they went to this team of people and said, hey, listen, the regular broadcast just got killed in a car accident outside and also you don't know anything about baseball. I need you to do this because that's what the broadcast was like. You had forever to prepare. You have had your entire like Katie Nolan grew up a Red Sox fan. Like you've got nothing witty to say. Hunter Pence, you played in the fucking league for forever. He was terrible. He might have been the worst one. They're just so quiet. They're just like and I don't know. I don't turn on the game for the ambiance of the stadium. <laughs> I'm there to hear you like. Give me a fun fact. Who you talk to him before the game? You did, like anything? And there was just nothing. You're stealing, Katie Nolan. You are stealing. Oh, Pence might have been where at some point he said like, "Oh, cheese balls," or like they were saying like weird shit. It was yeah. just, it made no sense. It was so bad. And then I saw the. I watched like the full inning, or no, not the full inning. The um, I don't know. The MLB put out a thing of Pujols hitting the two home runs. Yeah. I mean, that broadcast team, like, you want your own broadcast team. Like, I get that. You want the voices you're used to. That one was at least, like, they were talking. They were just like, there is a a moment going on here, and we're going to talk about that. Versus, I, I it felt like they, I thought that the sound was, like, broken. I was just like, did I miss this on Twitter where, like, the truck exploded outside so they don't have any sound? And she was wearing those ridiculous, like, studio headphones. Like, we get it. It's Apple. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's just not a good broadcast. No, it was terrible. We're we're done with those. And I'm not one of these. Like, I like Yes, and I like Michael K, but I'm not, like, as diehard as some people. Like, I'll listen to – I don't mind Joe Buck or Bob Costas or whoever from time to time. I don't like mixing it up. But those guys – those guys have the big game voice. That's yeah, why I kind of like. I don't give a fuck who called it. I just wanted someone to call, and they just weren't like it's just it's just a bad broadcast. And, and the probability? Felt, did you see the like? Oh, thirty three percent chance to get on base. Yeah, like I tweeted at one point, like odd, odds of getting a hit, and it was like forty percent for Aaron Hicks, and I was just like, he's batting like two oh six as a righty against lefties this year. Like what? What are we doing here, Steve Jobs? Wake up. No, you're in Brazil hiding out. You didn't die. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, But I guess we're yes. We're pr- probably pretty much yes the rest of the way, I would think. Last night was the ESPN. I hope so. I mean, I'm tired of – I also – so I was – I'm going to bed regardless. So I don't give a shit. I was getting in bed and they were just like – you know, it was 10-something – and I'm just like, you know what? I hope they just fucking wait this out and Judge just hits it while nobody's <laughs> Well, I just want everyone to wake up fucking angry tomorrow. You knew they weren't going to resume it, though, because they want a full house if he's going to do it at home. There's no way they were going to resume with half the fans there. That was a lock. Well, I mean, I think if the sky cleared up, they would have. Like, what? Do you, don't keep me here for a minute if you're not going to, you know play the game when it's available to be played you know so i yeah I, I just hope that he gets it so it's just fucking done and so i don't have to look at the, the fucking maris kids man yeah <laughs> dude because i remember 
like so when Mark McGuire, ninety eight, when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, like how old are you? You were like three, right? Six. Yeah. I was born so, in ninety two, yeah. So these guys are mashing the shit out of the ball. I've said before, growing up in the Bronx, like they were just Dominican people were just write like on they they just wrote on their car how many home runs he had. Like that's how you got it. There was no Twitter. That wasn't Twitter. You just lived on City Island and a Dominican guy would fucking drive by and be like, Oh shit, he hit forty nine. Um I'm dead serious. And I remember as McGuire was getting to it, they were just like, oh, and here's Roger Maris Jr. And Roger Maris Jr. And it's just like, yeah, I thought we were fucking done. I thought once the McGuire hit the home runs, the whole team came out, he went down the line, hugged them all. That was the end of it. Now we're dragging this guy out of here. You know what Roger Maris Jr. does for a living? I, I works at a construction store. I don't know. No, he owns 61, like 61 collection.com where he's fucking Eric Trump. He is just Don a mooch. Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is just and like I get it to a certain extent. Like, hey, if I could not have to like do real shit, like I get it. But it's all it's like the same type of crap that like those guys sell the idiots where it's like here is uh like a baseball guy at an american flag he's they're selling an aaron judge like themed one like 99 in the american flag is it grandstand sports no is hold it- on i maybe it's on 61 collection i i sign mickey mantle bat 6600 now you know how i fucking found this out because I looked up Roger Marriage. Oh, 61 Outfitters. I looked him up on LinkedIn. Roger no Marriage way. Jr. Yeah, he's got 49 connections. He's just a typical son of a successful yeah. guy. Lives in Gainesville. Oh, it's like a camo themed. Yeah, dude. It's like just like fucking Southern home run hunting and fishing apparel. It's just a shirt with a fish on it that says 61. This is bizarre, dude. This is this is really bizarre. <laughs> Wait, are you not seeing this whole website, 61 Outfitters? Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. It's like a bunch of camo. It's a bunch of camo caps with 61 on them. People yeah. who and buys I scroll this? down like home run hunting with like the silhouette of his dad. Like who is buying this crap? And link to the videos of him being interviewed. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is this is something else. How much for one of these? <laughs> How this with the fish on it? Like fake it at, like fake it till you make it. 99 home run hunting like oh now you're trying to fucking make a buck off me too raj <laughs> oh my god our story this is this is something else wow okay so he does nothing you know the maris is there they're in toronto they're just flying around with the team until he does it well that's why i looked him up because i was like don't you people have fucking jobs right right <laughs> like don't you have to go to work Pretty like, good set them though. They go and they get free food and drinks and sit in a suite every night for a week straight. I wish I was Roger yeah. Maris Jr. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They may even, you know, they may even charge something. I'm surprised <laughs> they haven't had, you know, like an appearance here. I'm surprised they they haven't like gotten yes to plug 61 Outfitters. That'd be, uh, you know what? I'm sure the camo shit that he's wearing, he's, he's wearing camo at every game. I'm yeah. sure it's all this stuff. Yeah, of course it is. The funny thing is, like, you click our story on the website, and it's like, what's the story? Your dad hit 61 home runs. You've got the same name. And it's just like, Roger Maris Jr. 
and his brother Richard founded 61 <laughs> Outfitters with the concept of inspiring you to remember those who put your quest to bag, catch, or be the best. <laughs> like, what? His 61 home runs in 1961 inspired the use of 61 in our designs. We used 61 to honor him, remember the lessons he taught us, and remember the special time we spent together. Now, you use it to make money, but okay. <laughs> I use the only thing my dad's known for to remember him. Like, get out of here, Raj. But, like, good for you not, like, not hold, like, I don't want to fucking work. So, like, I also respect it at the same time. I'm just tired of fucking seeing you because, like, I want to like, let me see Barry Bonds, kid. Let get Barry Bonds in there and instead of me getting fucking slack jawed Roger Maris Jr. Put Barry Bonds in a sweep and every ask him every game. Like, what do you think about approaching? And just have him be like, he's not shit. He's not going <laughs> to catch me. Barry Bonds. I, I, I don't know if you listen to K-Rod. He was really interesting. He's definitely a weirdo. Like, I'd never want to hang out with him. And he openly admitted that he never hung out with any of his teammates and never had any friends in the game. But really interesting to hear him talk about hitting and baseball. Him, him, A-Rod and Clemens. That was hilarious. So I did not see that. I heard about it after. But yes. Well, I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, K, get a needle if you want to fit in with the boys here. <laughs> K looked so out of place and they were basically it turned into like they were just kind of ignoring him and talking about baseball at a point because he could he couldn't relate to anything they were saying. But, yeah, Bonds had some interesting comments. He's like, if you if you define a good teammate as somebody that hangs out in the clubhouse or brings people together, then I was a terrible teammate. But if you define a good teammate as somebody who could pass the baton and, you know, knows how to hit and knows where to hit the ball and, you know, get that's, on base for my teammates. That's not how anyone describes a good teammate. They always do it the first way. Of course. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you describe it as a exactly what it is then yeah that's not me like yeah you fought jeff kent in the dugout and he was mocking the shift he's like oh they could put all nine guys in right field i'll just hit a single to left nobody nowadays can do it so they have to change the rule like he was talking down hard on the current players it was pretty funny i wanted the yankees to pick him up when he in 08 yeah yeah yeah. me too why would you not he hit like 40 something home runs a year before it's criminal that he like that's how he went out of the game Dude, that's imagine that's we always say this, but this is it rings true the most. That swing in Yankee Stadium. If he played his whole career with us, he would have probably hit 900 home runs. Yeah, like <laughs> we should have just let him come in and fucking close the new Yankee Stadium. He would have just knocked it down with home runs. <laughs> they actually told a story where. When he was a free agent originally with the Pirates, I want to say 92, 93, we made the first offer. And they then gave the, him to like two o'clock. Yeah, that was weird. That was heartbreaking. It's crazy to see it's like seven years like or eight years, like $40 million. Although the chemistry probably would have been fucked. There's no way he would have fit in with the. I mean, he was the ultimate like me guy. There's no way he would have fit in with Jeter and Bernie. And don't get me wrong. It would have been sick, but I, I can't see the clubhouse being the same if he was there. Oh, if he came in like the early 90s? He, he came in 93. No. Yeah, no, no, no. That, no, we don't have as many World Series as we do. I agree. I agree. Because that team, like, I mean, because he had some great teammates. And never, never won at all. But by like 2001, 2002, when they started to lose, they could have really used him when he was hitting 350 with 55 bombs. Yep. 2008. Yeah, because in 07, he hit, I think he hit, well, like you said, 280 with like 30 bombs at age 40 or something. See, he he did hit like a lot of home. 
2006, oh, he had 28 home runs. But he had more than His baseball reference page is just like a comedy skit, like these numbers. It's just like all in bold. He had a 480 OBP in 2007 at age 42, made the All-Star game. He had 132 walks, which led the league. And he hit 276. <laughs> yeah. Fucking sign him up right now. The numbers are out of control. Career 445 OBP is just that's just, that's just silly. Crazy the Pirates let him they just let him walk at 27. <laughs> Small market team. <laughs> but no, it was it was cool seeing him. Clemens is always entertaining. I've always liked Roger Clemens. Some people never embraced him, I guess, cuz he pitched for the Red Sox or they care about the steroids, but I always loved Rocket. Yeah, I was like I mean, he went out there and he was a competitor and he hit Piazza in the head and threw a bat at him. Like, yeah, if you're my guy, I love you for doing that. If I'm on the other side, like I get why people hate him. But yeah, when he was with us, what's, what's not to love. Yeah. He's, he is like, he's, he's a little like weird in like the way he talks. And also he just like, he always looks bloated. (laughs) Yes. It's not even fat. He just looks puffy as shit. Like he's retaining water. I'm worried about his heart. (laughs) He does. He always kind of had that look, even when he was playing. But now it's even more pronounced. And when they showed his kid, like at the home batting cage or whatever, he had the same puffy look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like whatever size he is. Like if he weighs 250 now, or he weighed, you know, 220 when he played, or if he weighs 270, whatever it is, he he looks like that, but then just puffed a little bit. Yeah, not that I feel bad for him, but he's clearly trying so hard to get back into the game. He keeps coming on these telecasts and doing these clinics. Like you could tell he really he really wants back in. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys. I think there's like him, um, you know, McGuire, A-Rod, like these steroid guys, when they don't make the Hall of Fame, they're all like, listen, you know, the Hall of Fame's not what it's about. Da-da-da. If people don't want to put me in, they don't want to put me in. Like I know what I did out there. And that's good because then the immediate reaction is, you know, people on Twitter are like, yeah, fuck, yeah, he should be in there, you know. But then we move on with our lives and we just and then we don't think about it again until they don't get in the next year. Like it's always we're always thinking about it after it's too late every time. And then they end up trying to do like the rehab, you know, the image rehab. But here's I mean. They're grown men. They, I get it, like, maybe not, like, role models, but, like, Ty Cobb killed two people. Like, a lot of them were racist. Some of these guys were just I didn't know that. He killed two people? Ty Cobb, yeah. I, I mean, I knew he was, like, a racist prick. I Like, he wouldn't, like, wouldn't sleep in a bunk or a cabin with a black guy or something. Like, I know oh, he was no, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah um, there's a movie, Cobb, from, like, the 90s with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. yeah it's Ty Cobb. That's pretty good. It is? Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so it's just like, is it you think that – so it can't be the morality thing, right? Oh, well, they cheated, you know? A lot of these guys in the 80s, like, they're all on fucking greenies. Like, they're all playing on speed. And other guys played on steroids when it just wasn't as obvious. They weren't as good at it, you know, because they were doing a six-pack in steroids instead of lifting every weight with Jose Canseco. (laughs) It um, is. It is. It's, and dude, think about it now. It's like Pudge 
connected to steroids. David Ortiz, positive test. Like imagine being Barry Bonds or Clemens. You, you were three times the player that David Ortiz or Pudge was, and you see them in. Like the whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, the Hall of Fame's fucking stupid. It's stupid, but it helps. It changes like the value of these guys when they get this out. Now, I don't know how much the value changes on Clemens because people know who Clemens is. They know who Bonds is. You know, if you're a fucking Tim Raines, like, yeah, that becomes a, you know, that's a difference maker. But, yeah, I mean, the Hall of Fame's stupid at this point. Yeah, I've never even been. I've gone twice. I went when I was a child, and I went in, like, 2000 and maybe, like, 17. My wife. Gotcha. Okay, so you went recently. Yeah, my wife took me for my birthday. That's cool. That's very thoughtful of them. I think we lived in. I think we lived in New York, and yeah, she just like she planned a weekend for us to like go up there, and we drove up and went to. I think we just did like one night. We drove up, went to a, uh, like went to the Hall of Fame, walked around, did that stuff, checked out Cooperstown a little bit, and then we went to. Ah, there's a brewery up there. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like really popular. You can find it around here. And yeah, did that. Went to a hotel, and then had brunch back in Cooperstown in the morning and left. Nice. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to go at some point. I am. I am excited to see Sevy tonight. I know he's not going to the Hall of Fame, but it's always. It's always a nice, you know, jump. Nice jump start when he comes back and he's screaming on the mound. Like he. He definitely brings some energy to the pitching staff that I think they were lacking these last few months. Yeah. And like, hopefully he brings a, you know, a somewhat fresh arm, you know, like he hasn't, he's thrown like a hundred innings in the last four years. And I know, you know, he's been injured and stuff like that, but what we need now is a, like we, we just need a reliable arm. We need to feel like we can get six from him in a playoff game. I mean, I honestly, I would take five from him in a playoff game. Yeah, he's thrown 91 innings this year, which, so, all right, let's say he ends up throwing around 100. I, you know, I maybe would have hoped he wasn't probably wasn't going to throw more than like 130, 140 anyway. And he's got a 3.36 ERA, even with the missed time, considering, like you said, he hasn't pitched the three years before this. I'd say, you know, I'm kind of satisfied with with Seve this year, all, all things considered. It's pitched under 100 innings, Nick. I'm I'm not satisfied. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You know, it just and but now one thing I will give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt is he has said like he he kind of said like, hey, I feel fine, and they were just like, and he threw a bullpen session, and Boone was like, yeah, he looks great, and then they moved him to the 60s. <laughs> he was pissed at Cashman. Yeah, and now I don't want him going nuts. I like players who just kind of eat that. But like, you know, make it clear, don't harp on it. I think for him, a guy that's missed so much time, I can understand the frustration. I mean, I remember wanting to kill somebody when I broke my ankle for a month. I can't imagine what it'd be like for this guy who can't pitch for for three years. I mean, there's a lot of pent up frustration there. Yeah. So, you know, I hope that he does, um, you know, come back and, and show that he's a guy that we can rely on because – you know, also ahead of us is because you end up watching more games, right? Well, you are going to watch the other teams play because it's just it's always on cable now. It's not at, you know, TBS, no matter what channel you go to, there's going to be baseball. Yeah. They're like three inning starts, you know, that aren't openers. But like, oh, we got it. You know, he's got two guys on in the fourth inning, so we got to pull him. 
Um, and we need to be able to avoid those. So I just need Sefi to a certain extent. It's like I need Sefi to get in some jams and work out of them the show to prove that he can. Yeah, no, that that'd be good to see as well. And I don't know about you, but these games like recently and I've been finding myself looking at my phone more or just getting up like I feel like like we said, just fast forward to the playoffs like this all just feels like uh, it's almost starting to feel like exhibition games when judge isn't hitting like judge will get out and it's like, uh, all right. Yeah. No, I plan like shit that I have to do around like where's judge in the lineup. <laughs> exactly. It is nice. Like tonight, you know, he's hitting at seven oh six because he's hitting first and they're on yeah. the road. So it's it's nice to plan for that first one. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, like I know that I like I'm over it. And then once the, the playoffs get here, then it's like, yeah, no, then I'm glued. Yes. To wherever I have to be. Yeah, that'll be fun. It's like. The, the buy like obviously i want to have the buy i wish that the round just didn't exist though because yeah like, the idea that i have to go through two more weekends before i get playoff baseball so. right it would be nice to get like a nice saturday game one on that october 8th yeah but or whatever yeah there's gonna be wild card games i might go apple picking i know you don't like that dude that tweet was hysterical though yeah i mean that's what it is i mean that's like cooking at home <laughs> right, right. Do I no, want to order so out? Ra- do I want to order ramen for sixteen dollars, or do I want to spend eighty dollars to make something worse? <laughs> no, exactly. It's crazy. So next, so this is our second to last regular season show. Yeah, could say it flew by, but I'll be honest. The, the second half of the so the first half of the season was fun and it went fast, and I was going to all these games. The second half, I think I went to maybe two games. It's just, it's drug, man. It's really drug. That August slog was just so bad. <laughs> Took a lot out of us. It was just so fucking bad. The end of July, August, it was just hot. The games took forever. Like, we were losing in four hours <laughs> every game. Yeah, no, and I feel like also we had all these cool series at home. Like in May and June, we had the oh, the Astros are coming, the Cubs are coming. Like there was more juice. And then I don't know, July and August, it was like the Royals are coming or Baltimore is coming again. Like it just wasn't second half just didn't have the juice, man. I can yeah. admit that the the Red Sox are coming to town and they fucking suck. Right. Like if this is a normal year, this series this weekend that we just had would have been massive. Like we probably would have been there. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have taken my kids to the beach haven. (laughs) Fuck those kids. (laughs) I got a picture of the beach right here. You could look at it. Yeah. Fucking it's called the background of my computer. No, but like we also in like August, we like went to St. Louis. We, you know, it went out to Seattle Played the athletics, played the eight. So it was just like it was these late games, these long games, and we were just floundering. Yeah, I think there was a stretch where it was like Trop, uh, Seattle, Oakland, Trop. And that two week stretch was just like a wash. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, it's just the poverty tour. <laughs> I will say that I was just in Seattle for work, the stadium. I didn't go in it, but it looks really badass. Like when you drive by, like you could see the parts of a retractable roof, yeah. Seahawks Stadium right next to it. Uh, of course, they were on the road, but I would like to would like to catch a game out there at some point. Yeah, I have no desire to travel to Seattle. It's just That's so fair. far. It's just yeah. so far, and it's not like there's anything else. Like San Diego's far, but San Diego's got the rest of San Diego. 
Yes, it was six hours twenty minutes from Newark to Seattle. Like that, like yeah. anything with a six is just like that. Fucking sucks. You know? Oh, I'll go. You know, go to L.A., go to Anaheim. Like they've got tacos. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Seattle. I'm gonna get Starbucks and hope to go see some guys throw fish to each other that I could do in South Street Seaport. <laughs> and the funny thing is, in uh, like you go to Vegas or you go to SoCal and it's like five hours or four fifty. Maybe five and change, but when you see that six, it's just it's just a different ball game. Probably probably won't be back for a while. But yeah, their last road trip is uh is Texas, and then it's then it's go time, man. We're gonna get that jolt soon. We're gonna be coming out of this slog. It's gonna be like getting that shot of uh, shot of espresso when the playoffs start. You pr- you pronounce it espresso? I think I said espresso. Is that I wrong? Ho- I hope you did. No, no, okay. that is right. That's I don't believe that's. Oh right. uh, no, I don't. I, I unless I was just a fucking. Just in case idiot someone, there. I yeah. just don't want to be associated. If, if you're dumb, I just don't want people <laughs> to associate me with it. I'm dumb on my own. I have my own dumb things. That's fair. You know? <laughs> no. I do hate when people say a or axe instead of ask. That always like bothered me. I'm not gonna touch that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, I think at this point, it's just like it's judge watch. It's clinch watch. I'm glad that they had enough of an idea of what like was going on that they're going to clinch the division so that there's no stupid we made the playoffs champagne like the Mets the Mets already champagned yes you're going to champagne twice in the regular season it's a very Mets thing to do remember they were practicing in spring training celebrating winning the World Series yes yes that was hilarious so maybe they're ready. <laughs> yeah besides that like I'm just you know. I hope Judge hits fucking two tonight and just gets his – And it let, keep us moving. Yeah, get him off that turf. Get him a couple <laughs> days off. Let him two days off. His legs. Put him in a fucking ice bath for a week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, in a week, and it will be the last series of the season. We'll have some reflections on the season, and then we'll be gearing up for the playoffs. So I guess – what do we do? We'll probably do like a, a series preview when we get whoever it's going to be. And then we'll do like mini pods every game that we're not at or that, you know. that. Yeah. So next Monday we'll just be a regular. And then I guess we'll we'll drop a show, you know, the morning of that Tuesday of game one, like two weeks from today. We'll record it with a preview of whoever we're playing. Yeah. And then we can do we can do the individual games. Yeah, the nightly refraction. Yeah, those are those are always those are always interesting. Dude, I remember after I asked you to do this the first year, when I asked you to do the first year, I did point out to you, I was like, but when the season is over, if we didn't win the World Series, like we still have to do that. And you were like, Yeah, yeah, no problem. And then when it got to the playoffs, you were like, This fucking sucks. Uh no, nothing will ever be worse than the twenty twenty like funeral podcast that we did. Yeah. Where I was like at some, I was in Hoboken, like at a party, and I just shut the door. Oh, that was so depressing. There was like, a, there was beer pong going on on the other side of the door. Everyone having fun and me just crying, us crying to each other about the season. Yeah, that, but, that was depressing. But probably that podcast, probably the only thing that kept you, the, the microphone cord, it's probably the only thing that kept you from jumping out the window. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Gotta leave the party, guys, and go, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna go cry to this guy I met on the internet for a while. <laughs> couple thousand people are going to listen. It's fucking sick. <laughs> you guys have fun hanging out together. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we got. We'll be back next week. Then we'll be in the playoffs. Early congratulations to Aaron Judge. I bet 29 teams feel dumb for not trading for him. <laughs>
You can follow Nick on Twitter. Uh, at NKirby, NYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, and yeah, hey, if we uh, don't see you at a playoff game, we'll see you at the parade.